My lawyer has I advised me not to directly answer. This, this, at. this um, is what you. This is what you get for being late. As we interrogate you about your yeah, slightly no, legal cool. hustle. I'm, I'm an open book. <laughs> yeah, no yeah, one clearly. No one has ever been more open. Right. Mr. Um, Secret Desert Trip Guy. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is mildly legitimate conversation amongst friends and lovers. We talk about college football. We talk about lifestyle. We shoot the breeze, which is what we're going to do tonight. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. You can send us emails to wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Google Pod Center, RIP to Stitcher, and you can send us DMs on Instagram if you'd like to. Will Rob Podcast, we're we're out there. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter slash X at Log One The Dawn, where I am monitoring the streets. Happy National Signing Day to you guys. I'm coming to you guys live from Stewart, Florida, where um we had like a a, a weird pop up uh, tropical storm situation over the weekend, and it, we had like consistent like 30 to 40 mile an hour wind gusts and rain all weekend. It was very bizarre, but uh, we're back. We're safe. Happy to say we made it through. Um, I did. I think I sprung a leak. One of my windows sprung a leak. So I'm going to need to to do some troubleshooting at some point. Um, but yeah, anyhow, that's all I got. What, what, what up? Who's here? My name is Jordan Shank. I am in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it is cold. Uh, a, a cold snap brought no precipitation that I'm aware of, mm. um, but it feels solidly like winter here. Um, okay. I'm on Twitter.com, at Shank Jordan. Uh, continued to just dive into the Smartless podcast when I'm, when I'm on a drive or, or slow times at work. Um, working my way through an episode with Clayton Kershaw that they did a while back. Uh, mm. It's great. And it's, all, it's always fun to, like, hear these guests they bring on and the guests are just like, I love this show so much. And they're always so oh, yeah, surprised. They're, they're, they're like, like so really? fanboyed out. Right. So. That is very charming. You guys got to get on Pablo Torre's podcast. I'm telling you, it's great. The Smush Parker episode. Oh, I've, from I've, been, was, was I've been on Pablo Torre's episode. Oh, okay. I've been on the podcast. That's, that's really good. That's, like, in, inside the top three or four already. Um, and I don't, I don't have a deep rotation. You know this. So, <laughs> I do know this. Congrats to, to Pablo for cracking. Jesus yeah, Richard. that's what I'm saying. He is um, he, he is able to get people just real quick. He's able to like get people on that podcast, which is oh, yeah. like pretty pretty surprising. I mean, I understand that like, he's like, an ESPN like, personality and he's in New York City and he's kind of like plugged sure. it in the mix and he's a little bit of a like what would you say um, clout chaser. Uh, I think he would readily admit to that, but like yeah. also he he cashes it in very well yeah. like it's it's he's a he, he doesn't he doesn't do it in a way that is like oh you're just like kissing this guy's ring just no. to get him on like he could he, he might do that to get him on and then they have a very interesting discussion about things that i would guess are probably not always cleared beforehand right. um and yeah the one with larsa like, pippen and uh what's his name yeah Michael that's Pippen's what i'm saying like stuff like that is wild it's just insane but anyhow yeah. all right who who's whose beautiful baritone is that ah these are the dulcet tones of Jason Kreck, I am also broadcasting live and in living color from Harrisonburg, Virginia. Where, yeah, it is. It is fully winter. Um, it's it's parka season every bit. I don't think it's cleared fifty in several days. Mm. We've had a couple nights down in the in the twenties, maybe even flirting with the teens. I'm not sure. Uh, Try to be unconscious well before then, but uh, yeah, well, chilly weekend, chilly weekend. So I spent it. Cold weather is not from that that beautiful medium shirt you got on though love that it's a little snug it's it's shut <laughs> out the home field it's that's right it's painted it's on the athletic um, cut but it's so soft so it doesn't feels hey, like i'm wearing nothing it. at all that's i wish you were i know it i know it we'll, i spent we'll my weekend inside we'll though, pod. And we'll I can, pod soon. yeah we have to i watched uh i can confirm that i watched the first season of the big reacher boy just beating the crap out of things on amazon prime Oh, that was that's the guy who uh, was in Blue Mountain State. Yeah, 
he was that in Blue Mountain State, and now he's Jack Reacher in Reacher, and hmm. it's a great show. He just he punches so many people. It's it's fantastic. I don't. I'm not familiar with that one. I haven't. I haven't yeah. dabbled. Right. Yeah, they just started. You know, I have. Season. I have a very shallow rotation when it comes. To that. Don't <laughs> I know it? We have, we have all three deep. of the. We have all three of like the art genres covered for shallow rotations. Just to take another shot at Jordan's movie lists, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> Unprovoked. Catch days. the stray. Um. Oh, you know what? I did watch. Uh, on an airplane last week, I watched Mad Max Fury Road oh. for the first time. That's a that's a good one. I like first that. of all, it, it, outstanding it, choice. I'm very happy yeah. for you. The intern did not like that, but um, I loved it. It was, it was just like wide open. I think I got I, they're they're doing a, another one. Okay. Yeah, well they're doing they're doing a prequel that. about uh, Furiosa. Furiosa, yeah. Spencer Hall tweeted the trailer, and I watched it, and I like got yeah. pretty torqued, and I was like, all right. Oh yeah. I was, was the fine. thing I like... the thing I remember about watching it is I saw it in theaters and uh, I remember back in high school when 300 came out and it was like you walk out of the theater and you just want to get in a fight and I walked out of the theater uh, for Fury Road and I was like I I actively was like I need to be very careful driving home because I really want to just like floor it and tear between these traffic and like it was awesome I love that movie very glad you saw yeah. it on an airplane though that's. That's a funny place to I watch. I thought it was fine. I did laugh out loud, like literal <laughs> LOL. Every time the big apparatus with the guy playing the guitar. Playing the guitar. Up. Oh, yeah. The yeah. flamethrower guitar. Yeah. Yeah. Every uh, now and then I, I make a I live, I die, I live again reference and I pretend to spray myself in the face before I do something, which is always witness exciting. Me. I just yell witness me at strangers and run into stuff. I'm going to start yelling witness me before I go drive her off the deck. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's correct. Every every time I pull the 60 degree out for a flop shot, I'm just going to turn to you, Jordan, yep. and say witness me and God knows what's going to happen. stamped on a lob wedge. That'd be sick. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That would be sick, yeah. All right, cut that. Right. Save that. The official, yeah, we gotta, we gotta we'll do an official run of uh, of uh, SM9s with the witness me on them. <laughs> I'll talk to my guys at Vokey. It'll be fine. Get Bob on the horn. But anyways, um, excited for you, Jordan. Happy that you happy you checked a, a good one off. Yeah, so that's maybe, that's probably the last steps. movie I'll watch this year, and then I'll yes. watch two or three next year. Yep, you hit your quota. I'm very Look forward proud to 2024's movie and the watching three experience. movies that they bring. <laughs> A plane is a difficult place to watch uh, a movie. I find, I get very distracted. Yeah. I, kind well, of I actually like. I fall asleep. Got blessed with yeah. an empty row on this flight. Wow, not so. Drag. I was like legs splayed. You know, yeah. had plenty of wiggle room in the shoulders and we, elbows. We we saw that. That's what actually alerted us that you were leaving town. So yeah. thanks for keeping your friends in the loop, Jordan. Yeah. Well, you know, you notify next to kin, and then you you get to it. You get Jordan. To get. Jordan you Shank. King of the photographic, not to brags, just posting stuff. I tried stuff. to flex less. You <laughs> ran into our guy Mark Wahlberg again. I heard. How, I did. How is yeah. how's he looking? How's he's, our guy? He still seems to be doing well. Very fit. Uh, okay. Still short. A short king. Uh, we stand. The, we stand a short yeah, king on this podcast. One of the kingest of the short kings. Um, right. He had a he had a big group with him that Ooh. was following uh, behind. And none of them were famous. So hmm. I didn't recognize any of them. I also saw a famous pop culture personality, once musician uh, Ray J, multiple times over the course oh. of uh, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> um, I checked his Instagram because I was curious as to what he was doing. Because um, the first time I saw him, he was just kind of like, wandering amidst the casino and yeah. a guy with a big video camera was following him mm. i was like what what's this all about um his wife is apparently playing in some poker tournament that was at at that wow. uh, resort property and was pretty deep in the game uh that weekend so good for her congrats to ray j's wife i hope, yeah. hope she cashed uh, a big amount but uh yeah it was also, startling like i know that voice and oh that's what it's from yep that's that's ray j's voice that's ray j yeah he had a, a also also shows. short also a short guy yeah okay. is. on the topic of mark Wahlberg and his uh, large massive unfamous people i believe 
the show Entourage is literally based on Mark Wahlberg, so that checks out. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. Hmm. Like, but he's an executive producer. I'm pretty sure it's just based on his. Like, Which one of you Hollywood. is Turtle? Did yeah, you? You, yeah. Should, you should have approached the group. Which one of you is the Somehow, turtle? Still... Excuse me, a question for the group. Bring me the turtle. <laughs> you appear to be walking somewhere. I would like to speak with the turtle. Somehow, it would still Five be minutes. Jerry Ferrara, and I'm proud of yeah. him for that. Uh-huh. It's the real-life turtle. This is when Jason starts naming people, and I he loses me. Yeah. The names. I don't know any names. Well, I have never known a that name. Guy's, that guy's literally turtle. That's the actor. Jerry the Ferrara, person. DBA turtle. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Um, are you guys drinking anything this evening? Uh, just various waters of various carbonate, carbonated states. Nice. Various pHs. Yeah. Um, well, the Dukes are in Texas, down in Fort Worth, so I decided to go with the Texas beer after a recent visit to the Martins. Oh, by PBR. Uh, Lone Star Lager. Shiner Bach. Oh, okay. Very nice. I don't know if it's actually... Yeah, it is Texas. It's from Shiner, Texas. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a German, it's a Bach style. It's a German Bach. Spatzel Brewery. Spatzel. Um, I have uh, here a grapefruit spindrift um, that I'm working on. Uh, there's some sort of plague that the, the spawn has, um, I guess, come down with earlier this week. And um, to the so we're, we're just sort of... Uh, we're sort of we're, it's it appears to be maybe skirting us but we're uh we're still kind of we're keeping keeping our wits about us so i'd rather not weaken my immune system by drinking a single light beer on a on a wednesday you know that's smart that's yeah anyhow. don't mess with your rem cycles either it's supposed to you're supposed to hop on a bird here on friday so you know we got just we're we're just gassing everything up here praying for the best so um Good to be back in the mix, though. Traveling sick, you know? Man, haven't done that in a while, so... <laughs> We're back, baby. America is back. America is so rising. Back. <laughs> no, TVD. We'll see how it goes, but... Um, anyhow, very good. Okay, cool. So let's... Uh, well, let's let's take a spin around things. So, Jason, I believe that we, we discussed uh, the Kurt Sidnetti situation mm. on our last podcast. I think it was Sidnetti very fresh... Files. I don't know that you had yeah. fully come to grips with things or maybe fully sharpened any sort of takes that you may want to sharpen now that Kirk Sinetti's yeah. been having a moment. We we must yeah. acknowledge that he the pleated khakis, he's he's on the Dan Mullen pleated khaki tour right he now. Is. And he's he's getting it in. Um he's telling people to Google him. He is popping off at basketball games. I gotta hand it to him, you know? So the the thing is, and yeah, I can I can dive into some some uh, recently honed takes um, <laughs> that I did. How recently? Like within the last two hours? Possibly within the last, within the last like, like the last meal. Um, yeah. It, so yeah, it must be said that um, the man can cut a promo. We've known this. Um, well, he is a football coach, and we and Jason, yeah. you brought this up often. Football coaches are legendarily built different, right? They yeah, think that they, they are, are very the built to different. All rules. Right. Capital B, capital B. Kurt Signetti, um, built different. Built different. Um, so, yeah, there's been uh, a lot of kind of, you know, JMU fans a bit finicky uh, in our best states. And so uh, kind of adapting to the entire FBS side of things, and there was some there was some hurt feelings when he left for the job originally, uh, which, uh, you know, is normal and everybody can get over. And then things kind of kept happening that kind of kept kept pricking at the wound and kept ripping the Band-Aid off and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, he, he cut a promo at the Indiana basketball game talking about, I'm going to be back for the Big Ten championship and I'm, you know, Purdue sucks and Ohio State sucks and Michigan sucks. And that's, you know, that's all fine and dandy. Um, it plays well at a basketball yeah, game. Yeah, totally understand that. Perfectly fair. And then, uh, you know, he he went on the Big Ten Network and was like, no, I'm definitely coaching the JMU Bowl game, but I'm 90% focused on Indiana. It's like, well, that's a that's a weird thing to say, man. Yeah. Like, just maybe don't coach the bowl game. And that, that situation got rectified. And then, then the recruiting stuff started happening. And, like, super normal thing for, like, you know, players commit to a coach, not a school. So, like, if – some recruit some recruits to JMU decommit. They start committing to Indiana. Good. Let that There's be a guys. lesson. Let that be a lesson to some, yeah. some kids out there. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Kids and fans. It's a cold and world. fans and, and fans. parents That's... and everything. Um, but so like you know, a couple couple recruits like uh, 
I'm opening back up my recruitment. Very normal. Then like 30 minutes later, like, oh, Indiana offered like, oh, interesting. And then like the next morning, like committed to Indiana. And it's like, oh, OK, well, this is kind of a bummer to watch. But like, again, a normal thing. Uh, and then he kind of started. Yeah, he kept kept poking at it. And, uh, you know, he tweeted out a picture from his office uh, that all it was was like his office was big and on the desk in front of him was two significant things right in front of him was a little paper that said like let's go get more players and then the paper was kind of overlapping like the jmu coaches handbook from 2023 for football coaches and it was like hey man that's like kind of just like best case you're just weird and tweeting out a weird picture but everybody who knows you knows you're not like you're kind of taking a shot and saying and and he was on a basketball pregame and I think this was related to the tweet and he was like oh yeah people haven't seen all of our commits in the transfer portal yet we have we have several that uh, are waiting to announce until after their bowl game is over and there were a lot of people that were like oh so you're openly tampering and it's like that's first of all that's not what tampering is um, if they're in the portal anybody can talk to them but on a message board it is that's but on a message board everything is tampering including mentioning the school's name um and so anyways he he tweeted that out and then like some people were like hey man this kind of sucks and he kind of came back at him a little bit and then um you know let's see let's, there's been some there's been some others i forget what happened i don't even remember what happened tonight i texted you guys about it the let's um, go get some players written on the paper is that's very trumpy in the member the notes yeah. that he, that trump would have with like the yeah. gigantic bubble writing and it was it, i always i always loved that his uh side note trump's handwriting fascinates me i you know well, that's a that's a whole nother podcast episode. interesting just interesting uh, oh, I, I think about so he, it sometimes he, he was doing his uh signing day press conference today and said that i don't know who asked him um, it might have been a local reporter or it might have been an Indiana reporter asked them about taking JMU commits because there's there's like a a four star that that he committed from us and committed to him and and a couple three stars and our starting running back or one like our 1B running back this year uh, went into the portal and nobody knew and committed to Indiana and signed with them today. Um, so he said, I, I do feel sort of bad for the program, but they'll be OK. I know I'm a villain over there everyone thinks I'm tampering and it was just like really nonchalant about it and kind of it's you know like he's not wrong it's one of those I things he's the not wrong of the focus to like yeah. well let's look at me as a victim here correct it's, like, yeah and that's I'm, I'm just coaching ball and now I'm a victim right and and so I think that that general attitude like it's it's very much in the line of listen man you're not factually wrong but also you don't have to be an a-hole about this and you know it well is and it is. like i mean yeah the, the the truth of the matter is like i can only imagine that a four-star kid that's committed to jmu probably stands to gain sure. monetary yep. make monetary gains by committing to a big 10 program right like that's probably yep. true and that could be that can be what it is also right and it, but like leaning into the like they think I'm a villain and uh, right. I'm a naughty boy it's, is like that's that, that's, that's weird. such a disruptor. Like I'm a bad the, boy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just rebel without a cause, Kurt Signetti. Um, and and that's the whole thing. Like the actions. Like I, I get it. It's the business. Like I, of course, his name's Jaja Boyd. First of all, which is a great name. Um, like of course he there's probably more money waiting for him in Indiana than we have here. There's, you know, I guess more exposure if. You know, getting molly walloped by Ohio State, and Michigan every year is exposure. Um, but you know, it's the Big Ten network. They more people watch that. There's more money. There's more resources. I don't blame the kid at all for decommitting and recommitting to Indiana. Makes complete sense. But it is. I can understand JMU fans' frustration with like, hey, why does this guy like kind of seem to enjoy giving us the middle finger on the way out when we pulled him out of Elon, North Carolina, and I don't know. It's it's all very it's all very weird and uncomfortable and like, you know, without yeah. I don't want to just go all in, but like, this is on brand uh, for sure. the former JMU football coach and the people behind the scenes can tell you that this is this is how he is and you know it's annoying it is what it is, but well, I more than anything and I texted you guys about it I just want it all to be over I. Just, just yeah, want this month to be over. I was going to say, I think 
I think it will be shortly because this, this is my support system. I as an outsider, this. this seems to be kind of an opportunistic, like, well, I've got juice right now. Like, there's a buzz because of this hire, and this is the first signing day. Um, let's capitalize as much as I can because these same interviews and press opportunities are probably not going to be available after I go two and 10 or three and nine next year. And I'm not going to get to like drum up at the basketball game with the same fervor. And (laughs) I'm not going to be as hot of an interview for whatever big 10 radio stations are on satellite. So I I think this is kind of like just weather the next several months and then Watch Indiana hit the under on their win total next year, and be great. Kurt Kurt will be uh, not much of a story anymore. Yep. And that's the plan. It's just that, like, I man, I am, and I'm sure some of it, like, I I work really hard to not be cynical about college sports, and I got out of working in college sports because I could feel it taking over, and I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, yeah, I just really want. But now you can be a cynical like, fan guy, and you can care too much. Yeah. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, that's true. In the other, in the other way, right? Yeah, this is why. Way. And listen, like Billy Napier, not on my, uh, not on like the top of my favorite people list at the exact moment. But like, I thought not when he left, when he left Louisiana, confirm. like I thought he did a really good job of like messaging that to his program where yeah. he was working, and I think it was very clear. Like he, I think, coached them through the. Sunbelt Championship game, and then the and then like it was clear he was not going to coach the bowl game, but like I don't know, it was just I I, I thought that was like a very well pulled well, off and very respectful, being honest, very very respectful to the team, um and the program and like his own career aspirations too, right? Like I think that's the other thing is like a lot of people will tell you like I was planning to retire at that place. And it's like no, you probably weren't, man. Like you don't you don't have to say that to make you don't have to say that to make people feel better, and then like. Right. It, it only makes people feel worse than when you're kind of like a categorical a-hole about it like two weeks later so and that's the whole thing for me is like these situations like they're they're always going to be weird mm-hmm. but like it's super easy from a communications and messaging standpoint to not come off as a giant <laughs> face and like people do it all the time and like for it, that the beef. hurdles the hurdles to do it are super super low to like clear and Part of it is just realizing, and I think this is like where the failure to connect is that like, yes, like JMU fans are being irrational and like, yes, of course, we shouldn't be mad that he's getting four and a half million dollars. And I don't think people are. And like, you kind of have to meet people halfway. You kind of have to understand that, yes, all college sports fans are irrational. That's the reason why you're getting four and a half million dollars a year is because we're all a little bit nuts. And so if you just like allow for that and don't insist on always being the smartest human in the room it turns out people will like you better but he has chosen to insist upon that and so go get some players he's he's decided for himself to go get some players he has he wrote it down so we have proof what i also wonder how much of it is just like kind of career stage influenced like logan you mentioned the billy napier transition to florida like he's a young guy sure probably sees himself coaching several more years whether florida works out the way he wants it to or not right um a guy in signetti's situation he might see this as like well this is probably you know depending on what i want to do with the rest of my life could be my last big whistle job and so like why not just go all in and like turn heel and really really bring the noise because i'm either it's either going to work for me and we're going to ride this for a while or it doesn't and we're going to get a fat buyout and yeah. enjoy a, a healthy retirement yep what is what does bud, bud yep. elliott call jobs in that stratosphere uh he says take take the check take the losses right there's oh, yeah. certain jobs where you take the check the and you have yep. to take the losses because that's just how it's going to go so um i think that coach kurt is in one of those Especially given the, the influx of teams into the B1G uh, in yeah. this at this exact moment, a uh, so. whole lot of football powers all of a sudden. But uh, in happier news, Bob Chesney's first signing class was uh, kind of out of nowhere, really good. Um, what kind of what um what kind of like overall national ranking does that like does JMU stick at? Like 
I'm not like, even. Are we I'm talking like sure 40s, was, 50s, or? I doubt it. I don't. I don't think we signed any four stars, so I'm sure we're probably down 70s, 80s. Um, sure. I also don't. I was just wondering if you were ahead of Colorado because Colorado was like 66, like midday yeah, today. I don't so. think so. Uh, I don't. I think someone wrote an article about it that like Southern Miss was the highest ranked class, but like they Which also went like 0 and 12 this year. So um, that's. So I don't. That I I put significant stock in recruiting ratings. Uh, probably within the top 20, 25, mm-hmm. uh, because like five, four, four stars and five stars are like consistently well scouted and rated and all that stuff. And everybody knows how good they are. Yeah. Once you get into three stars, they're like maybe one guy at Rivals saw one game once and then the rest is Real going off. The further yeah. The well, rest is going off yeah. what coaches say. Yes. That's 100% true. Yeah. And like, I think I've, the way I've seen it broken down too that I think people don't remember is like, a five-star player you can like readily expect to play right away and a four-star player should be able to contribute in their first year on campus a three-star player should be expected to play meaningful you know but like likely it is not going to be doing that in like the first one or two years on campus and i think to your point jason about like the three-star thing like maybe they slap a lot of people with three stars but like a three-star player is still like kind of highly rated and like is a and i think a lot of teams get in like alabama takes three stars right like mm-hmm. because because they have a process by which they analyze measurables and yada yada and all the stuff that they do yeah. um so i don't know i kind of hate when i see like the, the random dude on twitter i mean there's obviously there's plenty of random dudes on twitter to hate on right but like that's like oh three star and you're like only three stars okay yeah. <laughs> you know like, well, like what do you what do you and know that's why, like even and that that's even without factoring it like this is this is the first signing class that will play like non-transition years of fbs football for jmu and so like we i think we inked four or five maybe three or four four or three stars that were already committed here and then justin actually flipped three today that we did not expect um he flipped a three-star quarterback from jacksonville state he flipped a wide receiver from uconn i want to say and a defensive back from liberty all today that we did not factor in so like it, the, oh, the whole class was only 11 i think it's actually gonna be like 14 people when all is said and done and like you know seven or eight or nine of them were three stars well, you get and, another i mean officially there's another bite at the apple too i'm sure there'll be right more there's another portal, there's another signing day it doesn't factor in day that yeah doesn't factor in portal doesn't factor in re-recruiting guys out of our own portal so in terms of like how signing day could have gone uh, it, it went really well considering all the chaos of the last couple of weeks so good vibes only what do we what do we think um about the current state of the recruiting apparatus in in the portal era and the nil era and all of these things like to me it seems almost silly that we have this early signing day now yeah it's very stupid kill it like i always thought it was one, kind of one dumb, signing day make it mean something it. again it's it's I I don't it's so bad that I don't even remember what the reason for having it was. I know I remember when they started don't it. There was a reason to for early enrollees. Um, maybe, maybe that's it. I don't, you didn't have to do like, it before. Think, they stayed early. Didn't have to. They did. Yeah, they I mean, had early enrollees. Been starting, before there was people have been starting in spring way before the signing day. I just yeah, don't remember okay. what the reasoning was. Um, I'm sure like it was a uh, coaches didn't want to spend coaches all wanted to lock coaches wanted earlier. to be done before holidays with like some version of this i mean that's how like all the rules come about right like you know scouting and, and different things is like they they guise it under fairness but it's really just convenience yeah. however i just don't think this is convenient anymore i kind of think they just need to do something i i think moving separating the portal uh time like treating it a little bit more like say like nba free agency and draft sequencing i think would be better um free agency is done and then the draft happens and you kind of can analyze your needs um a little bit in a, in a different sequence that i think makes a little bit more sense but i don't know this the way that like things are moving now like high, i feel like high school recruiting i don't want to say doesn't matter because it very clearly like matters but there's going to be a such a churn of, of talent every year that it's going to matter like incrementally less until there's some sort of like massive restructuring of how all this works, which I suppose could be on the horizon. Well, I found the I found Adam Rittenberg 
wrote it up back in May of 2017, approving the driven? the 72 hour signing window for December. It doesn't even give a reason. Nice. Um, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I think most people, like Jordan, to your point, like maybe they were seeing that most people were starting to enroll early, so it made sense. But again, like I don't, does it make sense? Like I, I don't know. Just it was always like kind of a fun thing when that guy would randomly show up to school and be like, "Oh, he enrolled early. Did you hear? He enrolled early in Florida. Yeah. He was on campus in Florida State yesterday, checking into his dorm, and he took a class in Florida today." When the internet sleuths were like just checking student directories at random schools for like right. the prospect who said he was going to yeah. enroll early wherever. Jaden Jaden Rashada. Jaden Rashada was like uh, was in the student directory last year. Man, what a time. What a time okay. that was. Time. Things have come so far, you know. The int- <laughs> So this is from Dennis Dodd in April of that year. Oh. Uh the intent is to keep college football from becoming the recruiting backwater college basketball has devolved into. Well, that's good. Good job, guys. Yeah, yeah, you freaking nailed it. Cue the H. George Bush with the mission. Yep, mission accomplished. We all did we it. Him. Ladies and gentlemen, him we, got him. Carrier. we got him. It relieves pressure on recruits, lessens third-party influence, and curbs excess. Yep. Check. So check, it seems that... It seems that basically the first Wednesday in February had become a bloated, sometimes shady talent rodeo. You've seen some of the excess, such as live animal stage shows, uh, awesome, and recruiting tactics that tend to damage both the coach and the recruit. So basically what they wanted... we got that out of the game. It seems like uh, what they wanted was basically, hey, we want to lock these guys down two months earlier so we don't have to worry about somebody stealing them two months earlier. That's what I'm saying. Like it's a it's a convenience thing. That's from wild. Like, what a like, stupid I don't I don't think I read all of this when it happened. What a stupid, stupid thing. Yeah, well you can't have your commit go to the Army All American game and play with a bunch of LSU guys and then yeah, like, hey, it'd be cool buddies. to play at LSU with these guys and then sign with LSU. <laughs> no, they're they're pretty open about it. Why let these guys languish for a month and a half when they can be picked off by rival schools? Oh my god. Yeah. They're so blatant about all this. This is so sad. Languish. Anyway. Yeah, Why let these high school kill, kids kill early have, have it sucks. like more, at least half of a normal high school year? Languish in the waters of autonomy. <laughs> Anyhow, all right. Well, it was National Signing Day. Any any fireworks for the Who's, Jordan? Do you do you pay attention to this? Not nearly as much as I used to. Same. Uh, I did see they Hopefully. signed Chris Tyree, a uh, Notre Dame transfer who was originally from Richmond. He's a wide receiver. So nice. That's cool. Hopefully the uh, big season Malik Washington had this year maybe opened some eyes to some skill position fellas about like, hey, if I show up and prove my my competence and that I'm reliable, I can put up some numbers. So for sure. Um, I saw some good press surrounding Virginia's portal editions. I think they there there were you know three or four um, editions that they had announced or that had made it to them before before today. So um, that's good. I mean, I think I would categorize Virginia as a hard place to like get transfers into. So yeah. I'm glad that they're finding a way to make that work. Um, now, I guess maybe you got to go to Notre Dame to find them, but uh, that's that's not a yeah, problem. I mean, honestly, like Notre Dame, Ivy League has been a big source. Uh, Washington came from Northwestern last year. Um, service academies yes. have, have been reliable sources as well. Um, so, yeah, I think like they've shown that they can make transfers work, which is encouraging because um, I think they have – still some uphill battles to fight on the high school front um sure so yeah we'll see but i think equally important is the lack of contributing attrition that seems to be uh taking place to this roster and this year had a couple of d linemen say they were coming back for their last year of eligibility um Guys like Calandria or you know Cam Robinson, the the first year linebacker who played really well, they didn't explore the portal that that we know of. So, um, sure, 
yeah, all, all things told, it's not like not a day of panic, which is a good place to start. Yeah, no, I, I, think, I think that is a good thing. So go who's. Love to see him run it back. Um, speaking of days of panic, the Gators uh, at yes. various points. This. this is a this is a this is a volatile situation, fluid volatile situation. We're monitoring. Um, uh, we good oh, news. Some good news just before dinner. So happy yeah, there's you there. the, the the day ended on a very good note. Um, yeah. in which two five star prospects that were committed for a while did sign on the dotted line and 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 send their stuff in. So that's great. Um, Florida is one of like you know not that many schools that have multiple five stars in the class. They did have more, um, but uh, as you know, Florida fires or moves on from the defensive line coach and the defensive backs coach earlier, uh, in in this off season. And um, I want to say that probably contributed, but. Florida just class got poached like big time Texas and Auburn. Uh, and, and then there was a Texas A&M flip today, a wide receiver flip to Texas A&M. So I did, I did do the thing and listen to the Billy Napier press conference. Um, he, the guy is really good at the coach speak and he delivers it like pretty flatly too, which is, you know, it's just, sometimes it's kind of hard. Um, but, uh, I mean, it sounds like Florida's making a lot of changes. They, they are reassigning the strength coach to a different role within the program, the program, um, to help him do explore other things that he's interested in exploring. Which is like, what could that mean? <laughs> which or other pursuits, like mowing grass or something? I think I'm become uh, a film guy now. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be uh, Eric Spolstra, uh, but. Yeah. So, and then they they I, they released their uh, nutritionist earlier this off season too. So that is another thing that Billy talked about. And there's some smoke about a defensive line coach hire. I believe Florida's targeted Tulane's uh, defensive line coach uh, to come in. And I don't know. Whatever. He comes highly regarded. I think he's sort of uh, did some individual coaching of some guys and comes with a lot of NFL. Uh, players patting him on the back. Uh, you're Carlos Dunlap's famous Gator. You're uh, you're Mackay Wingo's people of that nature. So, anyhow, uh, I mean, all in all, it's just kind of a weird situation for Florida to see. Uh, you know, I think we we've talked about it. Like, you know, Philly is kind of in trouble, and uh, the the schedule that Florida is going to play next year is brutal. Absolutely uh, brutal. We could, we could talk about that for twenty minutes. That yeah, is rough and. Stuff. It's going to be rough. You're you're going to probably be bringing back one of the better quarterbacks in the SEC, which is weird to say, uh, in Graham Mertz, and you're going to be um, kind of have the the one who was promised, uh, you know, hopefully doing a little bit of Leak Tebow kind of thing. But like that is really the only positive momentum you you have, or the positive slant that you can take uh, into next year. Um, I think Alex Alex Kirshner pointed out that Florida Miami and like on October 31st next year is going to put could potentially be the most procedural nightmare football game anyone has ever seen. Uh, if you if you want to watch those two programs duke it out, but could be an early season anxiety bowl for those two teams as well. So uh, yeah, anyhow, it's just uh, it's just interesting. Um, I don't know what to attribute all of the flips to. I think it's easy to kind of like cop out and say money it's easy to say there were some position coaches that made some um you know obviously you're gonna probably lose some guys when that happens most of the people who left were edge guys and dbs um but you did hold on to the the five-star quarterback who was like max preps national player of the year and uh uh, you know the number one defensive lineman in the class i think signed with florida which is pretty good so um pretty good to have that when you don't have a sitting defensive line coach i suppose so um yeah i just it's going to be it's going to be interesting for the Gators. I still think they they have some changes to make. Uh, Billy was asked during the press conference if there was any offensive staff changes on the horizon. He said that they are still working through that. Um, so he does a working pretty good the introspection and reflection. <laughs> Hopefully, I had to make sure I fired the girl who was making the sandwiches before right. I could get to me. <laughs> so... Whoop data was out of control, bad, <laughs> right. and we had to fix that before we fixed this. She was she was using margarine and lots of red food dye, and that is not the kind of program that we run around here. So, um, no, I mean. Yeah, it was just interesting. I mean, I think Florida fans do a little bit too much of the sky is falling stuff. Um, 
I think you could have like looked again. I will I will point to Mike Norvell after two years, right? Um, we were getting these jokes off about the Mike Norvell Florida State program and experience and and things. You know, I think they had some. They obviously hit on a quarterback uh, or got the right guy in for the system, and some things went well for them. But you know, it's it's just it's just gonna be really interesting how the vibes are next year as if Florida loses an early game, like it's going to be just this torrent of negativity. And I think, I mean, he's going to come in on a scorching hot seat next year and we'll see how it goes. It's going to be interesting. If he gets fired though, the AD is definitely getting fired. So um, Florida could be in for a huge reshuffle the deck situation. And that's like, that's two massive jobs in college sports just across the board. So absolutely. But that's all I got. Best of luck to the Gators. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, I hope they're I hope they're like seven and one before that final stretch because that final stretch is not going to be enjoyable. Yeah, seven and one is is lofty. You know, I I, I will I, say too. You know, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, looking <laughs> looking back, it's a shame that it just seems like Florida has been on the wrong end of a lot of, frankly, like close, good and bad losses. And they've been on the wrong end of seemingly all of them that I can recall in the past couple of years. Um, you know, take Tennessee to the wire last year, the best Tennessee team we ever saw that beat Alabama, right? You uh, like this year, Missouri, right? They're a good team. Like they had Missouri beat, you know, that would have been yeah. very important and nice to like at the end of the year, be like, have a, a little bit of a glimmer of hope. And maybe if you win that game, and your quarterback doesn't get hurt, then you can beat Florida State. Like, you know, things are a lot different, right? They had Arkansas beat, miss a field goal at the end of the game, lose in overtime. Like, these things have consistently happened, though, and that's the the consistent happening of the bad thing. What <laughs> gives me some some pause to think that, uh, you know, there may be some, some bigger issues there. So, I don't know. I think I still need some time to gather my thoughts and put together my my hot board uh, V1. I'm like Todd McShay, my Florida board v1 but uh you know we could be talking jed fish um we could be talking uh who else <laughs> who else yeah. is that really jed fish is is the your is, jed's is the, fish yeah. your riches rodriguez oh god no not not not, not that we can't do that <laughs> so anyhow we'll see how it goes oh uh while we're talking coaching staffs uh bronco has made some moves at new mexico bronco has built a very orange and blue coaching staff out in the desert so i will say sincere credit to bronco hiring a lot of former uva players who were then in the grad assistant uh chair for a bit while at virginia i think that's really really big of him really cool to see uh he also went out and got his guy nick howell the the defensive coordinator who (laughs) depending on who you listen to slash to what degree you believe them uh, was ultimately his downfall at UVA was that Mr. Howell was his guy. Things, um, things did not go great on that side of the ball for like defensive guru Bronco Mendenhall's team. No, they had, they had a good year mm-hmm. uh, that Orange Bowl season. They were the Havocus that year. Right. And then things trended very poorly uh, afterwards. Um, so yeah, uh, Nick Howell calling the defense, Jason Beck, uh, joins as the offensive coordinator. He got one year of that experience in Syracuse this year. Um, but other than that, it's, it's mostly, you know, former players. Um, I think the strength coach is the same guy who was here at Virginia in a similar role for a bit, but uh, I mean, that's a testament yeah, to Bronco that he's getting people to go to New Mexico, yeah, to work for him and work with him, right? I mean, must be a must be a, a great guy, yeah, or, or like fiercely loyal, as for better or for worse, uh, it sounds like. But um, you think Dr. Bob got a call? I, I mean, I'm sure he got a courtesy call. Or like a, a dear John email, but uh, no Dr. Bob or or Coach Thanos in New Mexico. They are both oh, yeah. staying at still, NC State. Still getting it done at NC State. Speaking of which, did you guys see the Mac Brown uh, Dave Doran like press conference 
snippy exchange. No. <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid, but I guess like there was some video footage of Dave Doran hyping his his team up either before or after the uh, UNC NC State game, and he referred to I guess the North Carolina players as like uh, pieces of S. Yeah, uh, POS. Yeah, POS. Oh, I, I yes, game. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, which I mean a little aggressive, right? But. Um, <laughs> So Mac so Brown was like a rivalry game. Yes, Ma Mac Brown is like bubble. up on stage grousing about that today. I think at his yeah. his, <laughs> his his press conference, and um, you know, like when you have a coach from a rival school that's out there calling our players, and I'm I that's apologize. too deep of a voice for yeah. Mac Brown. I, I apologize for my language or whatever. He, however, you do it better. But um, we need Ryan, not Nanny. He, he does yeah. the best. But Ryan Nanny finds the best octave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize for my language, but yeah, exactly. There you go. There it is. Um, but I, I cannot believe that a coach said that. And then, so Dave Dorn's like forced to like go up there on stage, and <laughs> like be like, well, first of all, you know, do the like sacred locker room coach guy thing. He's like, well, first of all, I have some regrets, and I, I you know, I, I do, I do, I do regret how that shook out. However. However, the big... I don't regret what I said. I regret that it made it outside. Yes, exactly. I mean, basically, that's what he said, and I, I don't really even think he's like that wrong, right? Like, I think it's it's fine. It just was one of those things. Like, why did Mac Brown like? Why, why is that a thing now? I mean, I guess you're, if it's recruiting season, you gotta, you know, I would Maybe never he just remember. I would it. never, I would never like, call oh. my boys any. I would never call any boys that, but. And anyhow, it was just kind of funny. Dave Doran's having a bit of a moment, though. He seems like he's he's having a chesty year. Must be yeah. his his contract. It feels like must we're be... good. I was gonna say it feels like right around the time it's like coaching search time. He gets a little chesty, and we do a little dance, and yeah, and we forget. It's gonna be like some bit. like uh you know Michigan State level job popping open mm -hmm. you know next year that Dave Doran's gonna definitely be linked to. Uh, and... to a huge extension. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's gonna bring back. Uh, Mike Glennon to be his uh, QB's coach or something. It's about time for that. I that saw Eric like King is the quarterback's coach. Uh, um, where your boy is, Jordan? Your 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 favorite coach? Brett Lashley. Yes. Yeah, SMU. SMU. Wow. Welcome back to the ACC, Derek. <laughs> well said. That's a good point. Do we know how the ACC schedule is going to work next year? Did they release that yet? Uh, they I thought they have. did. Hmm. I haven't. I haven't really taken a gander. But, you know. All right, let's hop on the let's hop on the carousel real quick. Not a lot to talk about. At last note, I believe Troy and Nevada were the two jobs that were open. I think those are both close. Both closed. Gerard, Gerard, Parker, um, Gerard. who's who is not a center back for the <laughs> for the three Lions. Uh, is the he was the Notre Dame offensive coordinator? Uh, is the new head coach at Troy? So, yep. good good for G Gerard and yep. uh, a gentleman named Jeff Chote and or Chody uh, is, is, is <laughs> what's up, Chody? That's what they say to him, probably. God, I would love probably that. They say to him. That's what the shirts print the shirts. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Along with our run of titleist Pokey Wedges, let's print the shirts to the sub yeah. Chody shirts. Chop full um, of ideas here. The Nevada Wolf Pack or whatever they are. Uh, he was the Texas's co-defensive coordinator. So Ooh. I think he's got a lot of FCS coaching experience and um or something. So I don't I don't know if they the, the people at the uh, the coaching tracker website seem to generally be behind the hire. So well, that's good. Must have the same agent. But uh, yeah, so I don't think there's any open jobs that I'm aware of right now. I mean, I think we are now, now that signing day is kind of the 72 hour window will probably be a little bit quiet. And then you'll get the, the, the grand reshuffling of position coaches and coordinators that always happens. And we might have another job pop open depending on if someone makes an NFL move or not. Yeah. On that note, we didn't get any update on the mega extension that was rumored at Michigan, did we? I don't, mm -hmm. I don't believe we have, no. And also, I believe Lane Kiffin got a similar extension with no terms announced. So a lot of, lot of secrecy in these extensions these days. Man, Lane was active on the timeline today. Mm -hmm. I would imagine. This is his, this is his wheelhouse. He's just 
bread and butter. Oh, right here. You know, he's not really been. I mean, Twitter is, but being a That's what I mean. like a plus recruiter has never been like his big thing. But they're crushing it in the portal. Yeah, um, I, don't, I don't mean as a recruiter purely. I mean like oh, this is yeah. the day when you get vocal and chesty, and that's what he's good at. Oh yeah, yeah. he loves retweeting, mm-hmm. uh, which honestly, like there was a run on my timeline that was like every single. Did that happen to you guys too? Yeah, I okay. I was tempted to turn off retweets from Lane, but I figured I'm gonna miss like an inspirational uh, piece of wall art that right. he retweets from an old Miss fan or something, and I I can't live with that thought, so I, I kept him around. We did but. get Dan Mullen um, just tweeting a picture of a margarita on the beach today, also, which I think is that's you know sick. that's that is that is that is top notch top notch stuff there, um, you know. I will say, Dan Mullen could recruit recruit the fifteenth best recruiting class in the country too. So, you know, the right here. Uh, another another guy I'm mad at on Twitter today is the Florida fan who jumps in Dan Mullen's mentions and like simps for Dan Mullen. Like, oh, yeah. come on, miss you, coach. Yeah. Like, have have some self respect, dude. Just thirsting <laughs> like, for a response. Like, yeah, coach. The worst the the worst thing the Gators ever did was fire you, coach. Like. Okay. Definitely. The worst the capital C. Yeah. It is good then to see like all the people just windmill dunking on this guy that's like thirsty in Dan Mullen's dimensions. But I mean, come on, man. Like, get it together. Pick your pick yeah. up a little bit. So, um, all right. What's next, Jordan? Are there any bowl games that we need to touch on? Any any happenings? Uh, I really haven't yeah. been paying attention, and that, yeah. that's on me. I'm a bad college football fan. I, did I, can, see, I can run down the leaderboard real quick if we want to. Was it uh, Western Kentucky that had a historic yeah. comeback against? I believe uh, that, I was going to hit on that. ODU? Old Dominion was up 28 nothing, I believe. Um, and I, I want to say 35-7 as well, um, and gave up. And spit the 21 bit. points in the Jeez. fourth quarter and Bobby Wilder overtime never allowed such a and then catastrophe in overtime i believe had like through weird penalties and whatnot had two field goal attempts blocked and then a missed the actual field goal attempt um and then western kentucky kicked a field goal in their overtime to win it it's hard to make the same kick three times <laughs> yeah we've, we've often said this that's true um, let's see. App State Oddly and Miami enough, of no Ohio. Games on tonight, I was going to say, we hit a weird off night. Um, App State and Miami of Ohio played like a soupy rain bowl. Like the turf was coming oh, up. Oh, yeah. That was in Orlando, um, I think. Yeah. That was the avocados from Mexico. Cure Bowl. Um, Cure Bowl. Uh, let's see. Jack State and Louisiana played a fun one, went to overtime. Uh, yeah, it's been fairly uneventful. Not a lot of weirdness. A lot of, a lot oh, of like saw, 20 point uh, games. UTSA coach Jeff Trailer take a, a yeah. Gatorade bucket of cold brew in, in celebration. That's right. Um, <laughs> yep. So he's a guy who's rumored Bowl. for some jobs. It sounds yeah, like I, kind of remarkable for him runner. to make it through hot seat season. Hmm. Maybe he's waiting for Baylor. Mm. Or for Sark to go to the NFL. Or that. Yeah. I think I think I've been out on Sark ever since I saw the video footage of him just like yelling at that guy for touching him uh, before that bowl game a couple years ago. I just like have not been able to forgive Sark for that, and the sunglasses. But that's fair. It's kind of like a you know character is who you uh, character is who you are when no one's watching kind of thing. It's like except for the eyes of the world are watching and you just like mf to this this like production assistant. Maybe he thinks that when the sunglasses are on, nobody can see him. <laughs> Maybe he's an idiot. <laughs> Hear me out. The invisibility sunglasses from Harry Potter. That's what they think I'm Harry in the Potter booth in these plays. The I'm right here. What, Jason? What's that? The invisibility sunglasses. Kind of like from Harry Potter, and then I said that's what Harry needed was invisibility Oakleys. No, hmm. I don't. Sounds weird. I don't know about that. Hold on a second. I just want to clarify something. Have neither of you read Harry Potter? That's correct. I've neither read nor watched. Oh my god, I've watched a couple um, of Startling. them, and I hated. To... I hated them. Okay. To be clear, I was telling that joke 
with the understanding that you guys had read this, there is no invisibility sunglasses. There is an invisibility cloak. It's a long story. It's definitely not important. Right, well, I believe that it could be. It sounds invis- like so you're saying invisibility kids would come up with invisibility cloakleys. <laughs> oh, now love that. Our third item in the merch store. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> We're gonna circle back to neither of you reading Harry Potter, but you know it is what it is. Listen, Jason, there was a time in America in which anything it. that wasn't like a Bible story or had any sort of red, magic or the in it red, was red walls. Yeah. Uh, the boxcar children. Um, any, any of those things like were, were, were frowned upon by certain groups of people. Get it. Evidently, if you like read about like a, just a good story about magic and potions, then you know, you were opening up a We portal. were down to watch Star Wars, though. You, <laughs> you were, oh, yes, exactly. That's right. <laughs> a you good wholesome up. tale. A good wholesome tale about fascism and overcoming it. Yeah, yeah. and there's certainly no magic in that at all. No, nope. definitely not. No, no wizards. Lord of the Rings. That was fine. Yeah, perfectly Anyhow. wholesome. This is, this is probably a different podcast <laughs> when our uh, company therapist is on the line, so we can. That's right. <laughs> Walk through all this. Yeah, um, it might be time in in this uh, quiet before the New Year's Six. It might be time for a, a visit from the the social media czar over at the over the White House casa. See what she's up to. That's not yeah. a problem. We can, we can bring her in. We can see what she's yeah. up to. Think of some topics. I'm sure. I'm sure she's got some grievances she wants to air against yeah. the uh, against <laughs> everybody's favorite co-host of the podcast. <laughs> it's fine um all right well not much else yeah i don't i don't really have a whole lot else jordan glad to see you're back from vegas you had a good time you saw mark Wahlberg. you played some golf classic, classic trip. from a vegas trip classic trip to the desert it sounds like so yeah got away uh worked remote for most of my time out there which if we're being honest that was a bummer um but you're not you I, don't like the 4 30 a.m grind set i don't mind that it was more like i just had my laptop screen instead of the like, oh yeah hand center of that is tough two extra right. monitors um yeah. so i was scrambling a little bit but yeah. um yeah it, enjoyed it uh lost money but stayed within the budget um so yeah all in all Oh, I got to see Garth Brooks in concert as well. Oh, how was that? I heard, uh, I heard, man, I heard that. Barry the freaking lead, Jordan. Well, Good entered, man. So the uh, National Finals Rodeo was also in town uh, of course. at the same we all, time. We all knew this. I didn't know this when I booked the trip. Uh, I just <laughs> knew I had a free ticket to Garth available should I want it. Uh, so I took it and uh, went to Garth Friday night and the energy was insane yeah i've heard it i heard it's awesome it was a lot of rodeo folks um getting to see garth which was awesome Um, their childhood on stage yeah so saw garth he he played the hits um the one note two notes actually about garth i i will demerit him a little bit in the (laughs) concert experience uh i guess three he pouched. He made a, everybody pouch their phones, so we couldn't do anything for the gram. Couldn't yep. grab a clip and flex on people. That was disappointing. Right. Um, he also did the like. I'm definitely going to do an encore, but I'm going to make you guys work for it thing. So uh, played Colin Baton Rouge at the very end, and like that would have been the perfect one to go out on. Like, great. Let's. I would have thought. I would have thought that would have been the encore. That's interesting. No, and then so everybody like got rowdy, and he came out like all shucks. Like, no, you were planning to do this the whole time. <laughs> your charm's not going to work on me, Garth. Um, Garth. Thing, he did a lot of like playing other people's stuff, uh, which hmm. I've never been a big fan of cover bands or cover acts. I'm not accusing Garth of being a cover band himself. Um, and listen to Jimmy Buffett's song. Jimmy Buffett's song. It was strange. Back. He did do kind of a sick. Uh, like walked people through all oh, the cool thing about music is you know the same chord can produce different songs uh, and so through. like yeah. played this one chord and it was like uh, here I am on the road again 
Here I am on the stage song. And then he went into his song, which was Thunder Rolls, which is like, and everybody uh, just lost it. They're like, oh, he's a wizard. Oh my God. He makes magic. Incredible. I knew it was coming, but that's still really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's always fun to watch. That's awesome. All right. All right. This has been a weird episode, yep. but I'm happy we did it. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll be, be back, back next week before the New Year's Six. Yes, we'll be back with your six picks. You know what it is. It's the it's the Wheel Route podcast. <laughs> Go to thewheelroute.com. It's the website. You can see the picks there. You can get primed up for pick season. You can send us emails, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Send us a DM on Instagram at wheelroutepodcast. Until we meet again, we love you guys. Go Gators. Go Hoos. Go Dukes. Go Dukes.